Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey Cat. Hey Moose. What does that sign say right there? It says I quit. <laughs> and why? What happened? I I got real mad today and I quit. <laughs> I'm glad you're not quitting the podcast. It, no. It's funny. We were chatting before, uh, beforehand here. And, um, and I was like, your word, I, I said that your worst thing is when you feel dumb and you don't have mm-hmm. like all the information that you need or not even need. Mm-hmm. It's like you want. Mm-hmm. And it's about inclusion for you too. I think. Yes. Yes. I, I'm learning that about myself is it's, um, I really love to feel included and I really hate feeling stupid. Yeah. Like those are, those are things that are really important to me. And I don't, I don't for one second think that those things are exclusive or unique to me either. Right. <laughs> like I think a lot of people want to be included and a lot of people don't want to feel stupid. Um, I am just having a, a heightened awareness of those things in, in my world right now. And I was in a situation, a work situation um, over the the past day or so where I, I was in a conversation where I was not aware of something that had happened that I feel like I should have been made aware of. And, um, and I felt real stupid. Yeah. I felt real stupid. And so I got mad and I got hurt and I had to talk about my feelings and, and it's all, it's all going to be fine. Um, but it, it, it's weird. Like you, you really pointed out to me. And, and so now I can see it as clear as day that I think things like that trigger me. Yeah. It's just an extra layer of, mm-hmm. you know, of recognizing like, Oh, not only, is this just not how you do things? But on top of that, you know, I don't like looking dumb in front of clients. And and it's, mm-hmm. I think it's less about you looking dumb and more about you feeling prepared. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because I do, I do, I, I am very thoughtful about what I say and how I conduct business and how I navigate professional relationships. Like I'm, I'm, I try to be really intentional you know, and so when something really catches me off guard like that, it, it just like it 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 does exactly that. It catches me off guard. <laughs> and you do not like to be caught off guard. No. And and I thank you so much for um, always talking through stuff like that with me. You're such a good friend. I say that on almost every podcast I'm learning that I really, really value your friendship so much and Sarah's as well. And I'm just really grateful for you guys because I, I don't ever want to take for granted that I have um, such a great community around me with my family and, and friends, especially you guys. Well, thank you. Anytime. Happy to happy to shed light of, hey, just so you know, this is why <laughs> <laughs> you got to have friends that you've known that long that you can be like, oh, that's because your Achilles heel is this. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And you cannot want to like slap them upside the head when they say it, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, and I can just that's why we're on Zoom is so you can't actually slap me upside. the head. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So do you follow Will Smith on Instagram? I don't. Okay. So he posted something yesterday that I thought was like, um, I thought it was like to tease something new that he was doing like a movie or something, but he posted this picture and we'll have to post it, but it's basically him in his boxer shorts and he's got a big old belly. Hmm. Will Smith. And he says, I 
am in the worst shape of my life was all the post said. Well, it caused all of this, you know, I mean, he's probably got millions of followers, but all these people start sending him um, workouts to do. And so now he's been reposting these workouts. And I mean, some of them are like super fit people that are doing, you know, ridiculous burpees and things that, you know, no human (laughs) could do. And he's like, so he reposts and he's like, so wait a minute, you guys think that I, at this weight, I can go do this? Are you crazy? (laughs) And so now (laughs) I just love the vulnerability because he brought that out from the fitness people that are like, I can fix you. And then there's this other side of people that are like, me too. And now all these dudes <laughs> are posting pictures of them in black boxers, just like he was, with their belly and sticking their belly out of how much weight they've gained over COVID. <laughs> I love that. That what a what a great example of of how um communication can really build community quickly. Oh, you totally. Know? Like that's they've really got cool. a hashtag if anyone wants to follow it called the bit or sorry, hashtag Big Willy Challenge. <laughs> Sounds dirty. That is awesome. The Big Willy Challenge does sound really dirty. <laughs> uh, I had somebody over last night. She is a listener named Jen. And uh, she was saying that her favorite thing about the podcast is how real we are. And then she she keeps saying, like, you guys posted these photos and some videos of the Yanni challenge. And first of all, she thought the whole time we were saying Yanni challenge that it was the singer Yanni. <laughs> and she kept getting confused. And then she saw it spelled Y-O-N-N-I or Y-O-N-I. I don't Y-O-N-I. Know yeah. Um, and she was like, where is the proof that you guys did this? And what was it like? And I gave her some behind the scenes funny things no. that happened. Um And I know Sarah, I think, is going to try and edit this video, but we do have proof that we tried this and it was not quite everything I expected. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Okay, I have to you go because I am talking too much. Go. Uh, I disagree with that. And I'll go if you want. Um, One of the things that I wanted to bring up this week is that, you know, we say a lot on the podcast, hey, write in, call in, you know, tell us your thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. And I was thinking about how we did a really good job early on of giving people shout outs when they wrote in and called in and stuff like that. And we haven't done a great job at that lately. So I just wanted to acknowledge um, a handful of the people who have sent us feedback. Um, I got a summer drink recipe from Kathy in Australia, which I'm so excited about. Um, Our friend Tori was wearing a badass shirt that she sent us a picture of. She actually sent us a text. And you can text us too at 1-866-KATMOO5. You can text us or call us at that number. Amanda called us and asked us a question. Jimmy has called. Chris sent in an email. Um, Brooke, I know you're listening because of something that you said to me on the table the other day. And that sounds kind of dirty, but it's not. (laughs) 
and Tibbs, I know you're out there because I know you and Jimmy. So everybody, my sister, my mom, everybody, Alicia, I mean, gosh, so many people um, have responded and I know I'm not going to going to get everybody and I'm going to make somebody feel unincluded, which is the way that I felt earlier. And I don't want to make you feel that way. So I'm sorry. And I'm going to try to do a better job of highlighting our thrill and excitement about when our listeners are in touch with us. It really is encouraging and it helps give us ideas of things to talk about. So thanks, guys. Also, I want to give a shout out to our latest Patreons. Uh, We've got Robin, Ruthie, Amanda, Jennifer, and Joni and Paula. Thank you guys so much for becoming patrons. We appreciate it. We sure do. And we hope that we are delighting you with the content that you get. If we are, tell us. If we're not, tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Or don't tell us. Uh, Sarah and I are in a little bit of a fight that we need to talk about. Can you pop on here, Sarah? Um, so what did you say when we started recording? I said, this is episode 60. For 60 weeks in a row, we have been doing this. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy and awesome. The problem is she's wrong. (laughs) This is episode 85. If you include all of our shorties and interviews and all the extra things we've done, can you believe that we have done this for 80? This will be our 85th episode. You know, I, I, I can believe it. Not because I think we are consistent at doing things that we say we're going to do. Well, that's fair. <laughs> this is maybe the only thing that we haven't canceled every week for the past 85 weeks. Uh, 60 weeks. Yeah. We love to cancel things. I love to cancel things. Um, Somebody called me out on that the other day. (gasps) No. What did they say? Yeah, they were like, are you going to bail? And I was so pissed because they were so right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I said to someone today, I said, hey, did you expect me to be at this thing? And this person said, no, I didn't expect you to be there. And deep down inside, I went, yes. Yeah, no kidding. No so I kidding. feel like I, I got out. I got out easy. I don't feel like you cancel things on me. Well, maybe there's something to say for that. Maybe the other people <laughs> should pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I am so impressed with um, the fact that we have done this 85 times. And I think some of the content has been awesome. Like, I think it's been really, really great. And I love you and producer Sarah so much. And I love our listeners so much. And it, it, it like, I will protect this time of the week every week with like, swords and armor and all kinds of spiky iron throne looking things to make sure that we record the podcast every week it's really important to me iron throne like things Mm -hmm. um me too and i just want to say to everyone who is a we like we hear from the same group of people we see our numbers we are definitely growing but i want to say like the most important thing you can do as an avid listener is tell somebody who has the same values as you. Don't tell the conservatives that they need to listen <laughs> to the cat and moose podcast, because in all honesty, that is how we can grow. Like we don't have tons of money to go spend on ads or any of that. And we want to grow a community that's legitimate and, um, and not illegitimate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. And um, and just, you know, for example, like Chris told us that he told a colleague of his about the podcast. And um, and to me, like that is the highest form of a compliment. That's yeah. it really is the highest form of a compliment. And it also makes me want to bring up something else. Like we've been really consistent with this for 85 weeks. Uh, 60 weeks. Why is that so hard to be extremely disciplined and consistent about things, even things you like to do? Uh, I Well, I think it proves how much we like doing this is the big thing. This this like Mm -hmm. totally falls into what I'm going to talk about this week. So (laughs) let me. Hey, Bobby, if you're listening, watch this transition. Okay, let's talk about what we really, really want. Uh, no, that is my first question. But to your point, I think that we quit things that we don't like doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like eating salads every day. <laughs> I like eating things that are tasty and sometimes fried. Mm-hmm. And if I could live and not die, I would do that for 85 days straight. <laughs> But my heart health is important to me. <laughs> that that is awesome, and and I think it's um I, I think there's a, a noteworthy difference in doing things quote unquote that we like and doing things that quote unquote we need to do to care for ourselves. Yes, for you sure. know, like because there there is a bit of a tension there. I mean, you just described it, you know, it's like if I could eat meal number four a on the McDonald's menu, every meal of my life right now, I would really like to do that because I love that crispy chicken sandwich so much. Um, And I can't do that or I'm going to die sooner than I was I was meant to. You know, speaking of that, I have been watching my sodium for two weeks straight because that's what you do after you're 40. You start watching sodium. No joke. You know, I was pounding the Coke Zeros there mm-hmm. for a minute, right? Yeah. Yep. I completely cut them out over a month and a half ago. And I'm not kidding. My blood pressure is good. Really? I think I'm going to get off the medicine, man. Oh, that's so awesome, Moose. That's fantastic. I know. She was like, you know, and it's funny because like you, you know, you sit there and you're like, I don't eat that bad. And then you start looking at, you know, the back <laughs> of the, <laughs> of, you know, whatever, basically you can't eat anything that is preserved because uh, it has so much sodium in it. But like my face has shrunk. Like I don't have such a um, bullseye face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my weight hasn't gone down yet, but I, I seriously can feel a difference in my body by taking away that sodium. Well, that is so awesome, Moose. I'm so proud of you for doing that. And and was that something that was it recommended by your doctor? Well, I yes, I went in and I told her, like, I've always had great blood pressure. It's just been the past two years that it's been off the chart, which, you know, stress has a ton to do with it. Um, and she said, OK, I'm going to give you a water pill. I mean, I'm really sharing everything here. And she's like, <laughs> I, I think it. that's going to help the weight get moving. Um, and then, um, have you been watching your sodium? And, um, I had already quit Coke zero at that point, which, um, it's so funny. I was never a soda person until the past, something happened in the past two years. I, oh, my mom passed away. How about that? Mm -hmm. I guess Coke zero is better than heroin. I like forget about the big thing sometimes. Anyway, (laughs) uh, yeah, she mentioned it and I said, I'm going to start doing that. And I'm not kidding. In a week and a half, I've noticed my 
face shrinking. Man, I am so proud of you, Moose. You do look exceptionally beautiful today. Oh, thank you. I am waiting for my ass to shrink. <laughs> I think that that's going to take a little bit more than cutting out sodium. <laughs> I think so, too. I'm just like, I have to do everything I can. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can get this weight off. I feel mm-hmm. like we should have like a cat and moose, like, accountability group. Oh, man, that would be so helpful for me because in the past couple of weeks, and I don't know what it's been in the past couple of weeks, I've really not been consistent with doing my Paul Don Goon exercises every morning. And I did them this morning um, because I knew I had therapy. <laughs> I felt like it would be really important yeah. um, to try to balance myself a little bit. But yeah, like some sort of accountability type group type thing would be amazing. And I don't know if that's like... You know, is it one of the 500 group texts that we're on together or is it like a Facebook group thing or but some sort of accountability would be really great. I we need accountability in the exercise area. Like I'm pretty Mm -hmm. good about eating well and making that decision and following it. I need like, hey, did you walk for 30 minutes today or did you you know, I've got Mm -hmm. that um, rower upstairs at my house and it's like did you get on the rower i did it for two days yet last week i think that was last week and this week like i just haven't done it you know so Mm. that's where i need the most accountability it did did i move today and i not just sit at my desk all day working Mm -hmm. and i think for me like the accountability that that i need is on both the exercise and the eating side of things because it's not that i'm not willing to eat better it's not that i'm not willing to exercise i don't want to make the time for it yeah like i i end up prioritizing other things in front of it and then i'm like running late and so i'm like well the only thing i have time to to do for dinner is run through mcdonald's instead of you know making an hour to you know make myself a salad with tomatoes and blah 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 you know yeah so i i really need help in in that way and that's one of the things that um my therapist and i kind of i feel like we stumbled upon it she would probably say that it happened because it was supposed to happen right in that moment what we ended up talking about is i was saying to her how it's really important to me that my life does not go back to looking like it did before covid Mm. Like now that, you know, mandates are lifting and things are changing and people are starting to get out into the world more than they have been, I am feeling the pressure of expectations of you're going to do life just like you did it before COVID. And what COVID did for me, um, aside from gave me, you know, deep grief and sadness about how many people um, suffered and died because of COVID beyond that one of the things that it did for me was it helped me reevaluate like what have i been spending my time doing that that is maybe not a waste of time but like are there things that i could stop doing to give myself time for other things which feeds into what we're talking about right now you know it's like if i created more time and space in my life for healthy eating and exercising then that would be really awesome. And so what my therapist recommended to me today, she asked me, she goes, what are you going to do or what are you going to put in place to be able to 
to make sure that your life doesn't go back to what it was like before COVID. And I said, well, I'm going to use discernment. I've got really good discernment. And I feel like I've learned to be more direct in this past couple of years in this kind of latest therapeutic process I've been through. I feel like I'm getting better at being able to say how I feel and say what I need and stuff like that. So I'm going to do more of that. And she goes, great. That's really great. Um, And she said, this may or may not resonate with you. It seems to me like it would make sense to develop some sort of metrics that you use to determine what you are going to do and are not going to do. Is it like a script that you say in your head? Like when you get invited to go to an event, do you have to answer five questions for yourself that that are criteria of should you go or should you not go? That's you know? smart. And I thought that was really astute of her to recommend that because, you know, I might have a little bit of reserve of, um, you know, discernment and, you know, being able to be direct because I have been with myself for a year, you know, and it's like, I, I have some of that because I've been able to tuck in and become a little more introspective, you know, and it's like, that's going to go away really, really fast. The busier things get. Well, I also think that, um, you know, there's, there's a certain level you get to. And when I say level, I mean like of consciousness, <laughs> not like age or experience where, uh, you get to decide what you want to do and you get to deal with people being disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like I try to always, because I feel everything in my gut, you know, I love her idea of having a process in place though. Like that was my favorite thing that she said is like, what is your script or what are the three things you can check off? Mm -hmm. But I try to be present in my gut. And like, for instance, tonight I'm supposed to go to someone's house and I've had two nights of social things already and it's just supposed to be like a fun hang. And like these people are like sort of work people that I'm going to and like sort of I don't really know you at all. And I'm just like I have so much anxiety about it, you know, hmm. and people forget that about me that I'm naturally anxious when it comes to that stuff. So what are you going to like you put that in an example of like, how can you how can you have determined not to go to this thing? Well, they're good people and they want to hang out with me. You know what I mean? Like that sounds terrible and arrogant and I don't mean it that way. Like, you know, I don't mean it that way. Listeners right. may think I do. But like I I have this like really high exterior wall around my moat and um and i'm fine with that like and you know i guess i'm just to ant i'm making this about me when really i want to go aha that was a great thing your therapist said but i also think <laughs> i want you to make it about you i think it's important for you and i and everyone else to really be honest with ourselves of if this does not bring me life then why am i doing it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know i used to be of the of the idea of well, there's just some things you have to do. And I believe that to be true. But when you get to that certain level of consciousness I'm talking about, no, someone else who might be younger and more willing can go do that on your behalf if that's not something that fills you up. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I think we need to incorporate these things like right away. Yeah, I do too. So are you going to cancel? Well, I'm trying to be open. <laughs> What does that mean? I'm trying to be open to the possibility that 
this is like big therapy for me right here because I legitimately, and I don't know, you could tell me, you and Sarah could tell me, but especially you, because you've known me so long. Have I always been this way? Socially um, anxious? That is not how I have experienced you in the entirety of our relationship. No. Okay. So it feels, it's newer. It feels, it, it's not that I haven't experienced you that way at all. I feel like it has increased as you've gotten older. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, you know, be, I'm naturally against before I'm four, which I don't love, but that's, uh, that's my defense mechanism. And, um, you know, there's like, but I'm trying to be open to like, oh, if I open myself up to these people who want to be close to me, maybe I will also receive something from them. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. M- my nature is I'm good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm good over here. I, I don't need a lot of that, but mm-hmm. I'm noticing as things are opening up, I'm feeling the same thing you're feeling. Yeah, I think I think that in that probably is something that resonates with with anybody listening. You know, that it's like in some capacity, it's like things were away and then they became a really unusual way. And now they're getting out of the unusualness into something new. It's like it makes me think like it, it's why I so much believe in the whole like, you know, I don't want to say the word because everybody's tired of me saying the whole yin yang thing, but it is. It's like as as something becomes so incredibly big and whatever, then it's almost like it has to change. Yeah. You know, and so I, I just think that part of this is just like the cycle of life that we're that we're feeling. And just because that is doesn't mean we have to like it. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And I also think we're more aware than we've ever been after COVID meaning Mm -hmm. like I think I think the good one of the good things that COVID has brought to us is awareness um because I feel like (sighs) hold on I have to actually feel and not think this is what I do in therapy (laughs) I like it I feel like it's really easy to um just keep going before COVID, you know, like it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's Thursday. So I do my Thursday meetings and Oh, thank God it's the weekend, you know, those normal things. And now I feel like for me, it's not just a day of the week. It's either a zoom day or a non zoom day. So I don't mm-hmm. have to wash my hair or I do have to wash <laughs> my hair, you know? Right. Right. And so those little things that before you just did them every day, we're starting to recognize some of them are hard and even though we push through and did them including traveling you know which is something we have to do a lot like i love traveling uh when it's for pleasure like i love Mm -hmm. going on trips like Mm -hmm. it is it's painful it's like the same steps and yet it feels more painful when it's Mm -hmm. when it's a work thing and granted i'm also extremely thankful we get to do those type of things you know right but i think there's an awareness of like Oh, I actually don't like doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and now what am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. I, I like that awareness. And I do think that it is definitely going to um, make tension and discomfort 
um, a viable thing, <laughs> like, you know, because there, it's just, yeah, I recognize the tension in that in, in my own life. And I hear what you're saying too. And, um, and I think it's very real and I, I want to navigate it well. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to just like watch and see what happens. It's like, I want to, I want to like do it well. I want to do it right. Like I want to spend my time doing the right things. You know, like I, I, uh, we had some weather this week, actually yesterday, some really bad weather. And so my sister asked me, she's like, Hey, can you, can you watch Drew? Who's her son? Um, can you have him at your house during the time that the weather's bad? Because I need to be at work for this thing. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Of course. And during the time he was here, I had seven different phone calls. Now, granted it was a last minute request. It's not like I planned for him to be here. And so therefore just planned seven phone calls on top of it. That's not how it happened. I, I recognized that when he was here, the last thing I wanted to do is be on those phone calls. Right. I wanted to be with him. Right. He left. He he wrote like an entire comic book while he was here. I was on one of my phone calls and he held up this piece of paper. I'll have to see if he's okay with me posting it online. And, and he was cracking up when I was on this phone call and it was a pair of men's underwear that he had drawn <laughs> just a pair of underwear he's he definitely it has not funniest. fallen far from your tree <laughs> right <laughs> and he he thought it was the funniest thing in the world and so i i laughed at it but then i was like i can't laugh i'm on a work phone call i'm on a work phone call and so then he went back to the other the desk that's behind me right now and he went back there and he drew some more and then he put it in front of me again and it had these um these lines that looked like vapors coming out from the underwear to basically say like whatever's been in this underwear has like farted or smells oh so bad gosh. that it's like you know he was really really wanting my attention and right. it's like it was just killing me that i couldn't give it to him and i thought i thought man that that's something i want to change okay you know like i i really want to be able to be super super present for that guy i i absolutely love that i want to tell you this quote that i heard this week sarah blondin those of you who love her meditations on the insight timer she has a new um series and i i don't remember what it's called but you'll see it on there go check it out but there was this quote that i like stopped my meditation and wrote down because it's exactly what you're talking about cat mm -hmm. what was it she said our suffering remains static unless we create conditions for it to change wow oh my gosh Wow. Well, Megan and Ruthie and all of you that play drinking games, when I say body work. <laughs> I think Ruthie just got blamed for Megan's sins for what it's worth. <laughs> all right, Megan, drink up, sweetheart. <laughs> there you go. I mean, seriously, like, think about that. Our suffering remains static unless we create the conditions for it to change. Right. And, and, and I'm learning in school that our job is not to fix people. Our job is to provide that space. Yes. It's that space for their own bodies to do what only their bodies can do. Yep. It's like, all I'm doing is creating a safe space for you. And it's like, oh, you're magical. Your touch is magical. It's like, well, yeah, I'd like to think so. And really what is magical is what your body is doing in response to having space to do that. That is a really great quote. I know. 
Will you read it one more time? Yes. Our suffering remains static unless we create the conditions for it to change. Man. I mean, right there, y'all, if you are like, I'm burnt out, I'm worn out, like whatever that space looks like, whether it's 10 minutes in the morning or 10 minutes in the afternoon, whatever, we all need to create that space. Yep, we do need to create that space. And and we really want to encourage you guys. I want to encourage you guys and you too, Moose, and you too, Producer Sarah. Let's be diligent about creating that space. Yes, I, I totally agree. I also have to share this other thing she said. I wasn't going to do this, but she talks about sort of being on your knees, you know, and, and, and basically the downward dog, if you will, without calling it a yoga pose. And she said this, I often kneel when praying. So my heart is above my head. I invite the heart forward, not my mind, not the tyranny of the mind. My body recognizes this pose and softens immediately and vulnerability fills me. Mm. Man, that's good. Like I just picture that pose and it's like the heart. It, it just struck me the heart above the mind, you know? It also strikes me as the butt above the heart. Yeah. So you think with your butt first, then your heart. (laughs) (laughs) I think of the downward dog and I always feel like that pose is basically like stick your butt up in the air. (laughs) So here's how I think. I think with my butt and then my heart and then my mind. (laughs) Hey, whatever works. Cheers. Hey guys, we have created an easy way for you to support the Cat and Moose podcast. You can go to our website, catandmoosepodcast.com, click support us and check out our affiliate links. We've got all kinds of affiliates starting with Amazon, Instacart, Ollie, Allbird Shoes, Dinner Dates, BarkBox, Gravity, Audible, Skillshare, Embark Dog DNA Testing. So if you're going to check out some great shoes from Allbirds or some dog food through Ollie, or get a bark box or listen to a book on audible get a gravity blanket shop on instacart you get the idea right give your dog a dna test through embark or turn time into inspiration with skillshare if you want to do any of that go ahead and help out our podcast in the meantime and do those things through our affiliate links go to catandmoosepodcast.com and click on support us thanks Okay, so I am suspicious about something. Am I involved? I think that you are. Great. And that's where my suspicion is coming from. <laughs> okay, talk to me. So I learned when I I worked at a radio station when, when I was in college, as I know you worked at a radio station in earlier parts of your life as well. And um, one of the things I learned about working in radio is that it is bad uh, radio etiquette to talk about things that you can see because the people listening cannot see your environment. Only you can see your environment. And so I am with full knowledge and understanding that there are consequences for doing this. I'm going to break those rules and I'm going to show you something and I'm going to talk about it. Great. I'm ready for it. So this is what I get. I I didn't buy that. Wait. Okay. VIP current resident gifts and clothes. I swear to you, I haven't sent this. Now time wait, expedited, time sensitive, especially for you. Right. And it's like a it's a small tubular car cardboard div- with an opening it like you put a poster board in, but it's 
she can hold it between her thumb and her middle finger. Yeah, and it's got something in it. Hear it? Oh, yeah. And so I have been very scared of opening this thing. And I thought if it was from you or producer Sarah, I would give you the pleasure of opening it with me so that you could see my genuine reaction to whatever is in it. And if it wasn't from you and producer Sarah, we could still observe me opening it and whatever my genuine reaction is to it. Cause I'm really scared of what could potentially be in here. It's not addressed to me. It doesn't have my name on it. It doesn't have my address <laughs> on it, but it was in my mailbox. I, I promise you that I did not put that in there, but I, I you really haven't opened it. No, I haven't opened it. The last time something <laughs> like that. <laughs> She's holding up the finger with the ring on it with the painted nail. Yep. Yep. So the last time I had something like this in my mailbox, okay. um, it was a it was a human like wait, wait, finger. Wait, wait, don't open it yet. Let's both okay. let's all take a guess. Okay. I'm gonna get it's shake it again. It sounds to me like a vape cartridge. A vape cartridge, okay. Okay. Sarah, what do you think it is? Can I have another shake? (laughs) Mm. Somebody has sent you a new drill bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kat, what do you think? I I feel like because it's not addressed to me, it says gifts enclosed, especially for you. Mm -hmm. It makes me think that this arrived in everyone's mailbox. But then I think that's not true because y'all didn't get it. No, I didn't receive one. Well, maybe we need to check our mail. That's true. Yeah. It's like, I guess I'm just thinking like. It's it's not intended specifically for cat. Um, and so I think it is some form of advertising. And I think whatever is in here is like some sort of really super creative business card or something. OK, let's, let's open see it. it. All right, let's open it. See, this is where I thought snakes were going to jump out. I hope it jumps. Oh, 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 gosh. What is it? This is so stupid. Oh, gosh, I have been played. It's a key. Oh, gee whiz! Is it come Ford. test drive a car? Yes. Oh, a truck. Wait, wait, wait. Two thousand twenty-one. They gave you a key. Oh, you get to scratch, scratch it, scratch do it, scratch it, scratch it, scratch it, scratch it, scratch it, scratch it. Oh, this is fun. This is from like the eighties. Yeah. Do you remember they, these? Yeah. They did anyone spend... ever win a car though? No. Oh, when I opened Never. that stuff, I thought, what did you, what does it say? I can't. Seven, five, six, one. What Three rows of numbers. What does that it mean? It says VIP personal winning number, number 2833. And then it gives me 12 numbers. And it says there are multiple grand prizes. One 2021 Ford F-150 pickup truck or $35,000 in cash. Nice. Two $500 privileges American Express travel savings credit cards. Three 2021 Android touchpad tablet. Four Samsung 70-inch LED 2160p smart 4K Ultra HD TV. Or a new Apple iPad Air. This is BS, man. Or six, deal with the bullshit of a car dealer. (laughs) Or just buy your car from Carvana. I mean... Whoever sent this 
Like, you guys spent some serious advertising money on that, and all you did was make me mad. Well, it feels like that they are um, feeding upon the vulnerable, and I don't like that. I will tell you, though, when I was a kid, on my birthday, this was the coolest marketing. There was this elite toy store in Cincinnati called Johnny's Toys. I'll have to see if it still exists. And... For your birthday, they sent you a key like a week before and mm-hmm. said, come and get your free birthday gift. And every year you got to go upstairs at this toy store and go in this magical door and the door opened and like you felt like you were at Santa's workshop or something. Cool. And you got to go in and pick anything that was in there. So you got to actually choose it. But it was brilliant, a way to get people inside of a toy store. Yeah, that is really brilliant. And like playing on a kid's like, here's a key that is for your special day. Like what parent can resist that? I know. So we would always take the trek up to Cincinnati to get my toy. My sister, too, I think. Uh, Did you hear on the last episode what Sarah did with our burps? Mm. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, I listened to it. I listened to it on on the Dropbox thing that she sends, and I've listened to it since it's gone live, and I'm not recalling that. Oh, my gosh. There's a part where you do, like, this little burp, and she puts in this... <laughs> and, and then Moose choked later, so I made it like a... I think it was like a... <laughs> yeah i heard that one funny. and i thought that was funny I, I the other one maybe i really thought i burped that way no, well, normally i cut that shit out but this time i was like man it was gold how how you both recovered it and i, I just had to keep it in and enhance it so you're welcome we we are safe in your hands producer sarah <laughs> sort most of. of the time <laughs> okay so i discovered this is foretelling that on discovery plus or peacock i think it's discovery it's discovery plus guys that subscription is worth every single penny really why it has like the smithsonian channel it has all these different channels on there but then it has the own network which is oprah's network and for those of you who don't know i'm the biggest oprah person in the entire world (laughs) To the point that my friend Megan calls me the white Oprah because I have read so much of her stuff. And I never had the opportunity to see the video of Super Soul Sunday. Huh. Like I had access to the audio that was delivered on podcast, but I never had a subscription to the own network. So anyway, that's on Discovery Plus. And I got on there this weekend and I usually turn on either... The first 48 forensic files, Dateline, or Unsolved Mysteries on Saturdays and Sundays. And it's like the soundtrack of what's happening in the house all all weekend. Uh huh. And I decided Saturday morning, Sarah was gone and I had the dogs and I just turned on Oprah and I, you know, was doing projects around the house and, and cleaning and this and that. And I just listened to it the whole time. And, um, she, I watched the original interview where she interviews Elizabeth Gilbert after she had the huge success around Eat, Pray, Love. Mm. And I had seen like clips of it before, but I had never actually seen the interview. So knowing how much, not just that book, but 
Elizabeth Gilbert in general and kind of the honesty about her life and the way she lives life is so inspiring to me. Like I, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to sit down and actually watch this. And you know, most of us know the eat, pray, love story uh, or have seen the movie. Um, But after the fact, like her, her story of like, part of her story is that she and eat, pray, love. The reason she goes on that journey is because she's faced with her second husband. The first marriage didn't work. Second husband, she's really in love with him. But all of a sudden he says, I want kids. And she starts, she says on the Oprah, on the, on Super Soul Sunday, she starts sharing, like, I knew I didn't like, uh, and Mm -hmm. I was, I was ashamed of that in some ways. Mm -hmm. And then there were other ways where I was like, no, I'm just clear on this. And one of the things that she said in that interview is Oprah said, like, what was the breaking point where you were like, this relationship's not going to work either. And I got to go heal myself. And Elizabeth Gilbert said, I woke up to the reality that my life no longer resembled me. Oh, man. Right? Wow. And she goes on to talk about how <clears throat> if you can't speak out about what you're feeling and and what she was referring to is just sharing your opinions and what you need and want. She said it naturally expresses itself through the body. And she talks about in the book, she refers to it as well, where she's like laying and crying on the bathroom floor going, is this my life? Mm. And I was just so struck by, you know, I woke up to the reality that my life no longer resembled me. Wow. And I think so many people can resonate with that because Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be a marriage. It could be any kind of relationship. It could just be the way you've, chosen to live your life and you know she said she looked around she said she even had friends come over to the house they were living in and said like what is this like it was all very proper and she's super artistic and Mm. even her friends were kind of calling her out with like what are you doing here (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like you have all the things but you're still not happy you know Mm -hmm. or you you know i've heard lots of people say like i've built the life that you know, that I didn't recognize. And so what do you do about that? I think you have to start small and, and, uh, make, make small choices that are eventually compound and become bigger decisions, you know, of going mm-hmm. like, okay, <clears throat> I am unhappy with fill in the blank, you know, and, and why is it that I'm unhappy with that, you know, and start with like the small stuff. Like start with an awareness. Absolutely. And don't judge. That's the whole point of awareness is like, let it be. My therapist always says, let it be in the room with you. And Mm -hmm. even if it's uncomfortable, just notice it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always pick in my mind, I pick really big rooms where I can get in the corner (laughs) and see (laughs) it in the other corner. But it, it really, it really hit me, you know, and it made me, um, it made me think about what it is that I want. Um, and then after that, I watched Ayana Van Zant, who is this um, relationship woman who has her own show. I forget what it's called on the own network, but she was on Super Soul Sunday and uh, Oprah was asking her, like, how do you create that life that you want? And she said, um, ask yourself what you really, really, really want. Hmm. And number two at the end of your day, write down the happiest moment of your day. Mm. 
because that's going to point to what it is you care about. Wow. And, and then she said three, and I love the intentional word here, refine your mantra. And Mm. her point was whatever you're repeating in your head all day, Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not, that's your mantra. Right. So if you're saying, you know, like we were talking about earlier, I'm dumb or, you know, um, this person wronged me. Like you start becoming the victim, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's on me. Like, Oh my gosh, like this person is against me. And, and so her whole point was like, whether you like it or not, you already have a mantra. You need to refine it to be what you want your life to be. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like that thing that I learned when I first started school, I had to make this list that I still keep at my desk. And the list says, I am smart. I know my shit. I am worthy. I'm desirable. And I can trust myself. Mm. Like those are the the truths that that I had to figure out and I had to write out. And this is what I'm supposed to look at myself in the mirror every day and look myself in the eyes and say these things to myself because this is what I want my mantra to be. And do you know how often I do that? N- not often. I don't. Yeah. I have it taped at my desk so that I read it a lot. I read it a lot, but I don't actually say it to myself. And so Iona Van Zwacky or whatever her name was, um, (laughs) I really like her admonition about that of refining the mantra. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, If you were to pick one mantra that just for tomorrow is your mantra, either on that list or not, what would that be for you? I get to choose. Hell yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get to choose. Sarah, I want you to think about you, what your mantra would be. Um, let me think about mine as well. Mine is, you deserve to be seen. Mm-hmm. Mother <laughs> I'm an Enneagram 8. You got to add the... <laughs> You got to add the punch at the end. Uh, Mine is kind of a call to action and a reminder for myself. And that is speak up. You deserve to be heard. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I am going to put a post up once this episode comes out. And I would love for our listeners to share your mantras as well. 1-866-KATMOO5 or hello at catandmoosepodcast.com. I have one more thing that I need to say before we wrap this episode. Let's do it. Okay. I found this on my desk this morning. I'm doing, I'm breaking the rules and I'm showing you things that our listeners can't see. Is that, did your nephew leave that for you? He did. That is so sweet. I am, it says, I am secretly a wild beast. It literally says, I am secretly a wild beast. And then the next page says, yep, I am a wild beast, yo. (laughs) I love your little guy. He is so sweet. So that's going to be my mantra for Friday. I love it. I am a wild beast. I am secretly a wild beast. What just happened? There was a harmonica here, so I thought I'd play us out. (laughs) That was really wonderful. (laughs) 
special thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.